Welcome to today's episode. Today, we will be looking at certain concepts in psychology and how they can relate to music and where in music they can be found. Most of the songs on this seven-song list will, in fact, have lyrics. Um, And as such, uh, I will say the lyrics aloud uh, as well as play them uh, and explain what relates to what. I hope you will look forward to this episode today, and yeah, just give it a good listen, I guess. This song is a lot about life in the city, uh, and it focuses on the life of one woman and about how her life is clearly not going very well and she has struggled to keep her family alive. Uh, In the middle of the song, it has a section where it references her shooting up a store to feed her family. This demonstrates the drive for shooting up the store was based on drive reduction theory, uh, which says that motivators can be in order to reduce the needs on the Maslow hierarchy of needs. Um, which demonstrated in the fact that she couldn't get food, water, or money to keep her family alive because she couldn't get a job. She was just a fraud, couldn't get a job, had to feed her family, so she had to play the mob. Pulling out the oo-wop, listening to doo-wop. You don't have to say a word. That's all you heard. Now, our next song relates to the James Lang theory of how physical changes come before emotional or mental ones, uh, and this song is called Lose Yourself by Eminem. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy, there's vomit on his sweater already, mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop Now, in the lyrics, Mr. Mathers is clearly stating that the individual in question, probably himself, uh, is experiencing physical distress in the form of his knees being weak, arms being heavy, and palms, well, being sweaty. This is clearly a sign that the physical ramifications of the emotion, likely nervousness or anxiety, are being manifested before the mental impacts of him actually being nervous, despite on the surface being calm and ready. Now, this is exactly what is expressed by the James Lang's theory of the physical coming before the mental in terms of experience emotion. The way Mr. Mathers writes this is to imply the emotion of anxiety through these physical occurrences. Very fascinating stuff, but this next song is, in fact, not 90s hip-hop, but it is a song called Bury a Friend by Billie Eilish. Now, this song demonstrates Miss Eilish's apprehensiveness towards a certain person who seems to be expressing interest in her. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Now, the first line indicates that Billy is apprehensive to speak slash interact with this individual because she believes they are motivated by incentive theory. That is to say that the person in question wants something from her or has something to gain by talking to her. This is supported by Miss Eilish's next three lines where she indicates she sees no value in talking to her if they were not looking for something. Quote, why don't you run from me? Question mark shows that she believes she is a frightening individual. Uh, quote, What are you wondering demonstrates, again, that the individual question stands to gain something from talking to her in the form of information. And finally, what do you know implies that the person in question knows something about Miss Eilish that might lead to gains for them. I 
Now, the next song on the list is, well, yet another 90s hip-hop song, and one of my favorites of all time, and that would be The World Is Yours by Nas. In this line, a common theme in rap from the 80s and 90s, especially, uh, shines through, which is narcissism. Now, not being full of yourself, mind you, the main thing uh, in the 90s rap was trying to push was artists taking pride in their own work and putting themselves out there so that they would be recognized. Uh, this manifests in how Mr. Nas flaunts his six cab or Montero Jeep, trying to show the world his accomplishments and especially in the last two lines, I'm out for presidents to represent me, say what? I'm out for presidents to represent me, say what? I'm out for dead presidents to represent me. He's implying that his work is great enough to be recognized by, quote, presidents, which does display some narcissism in order to emphasize how great his work is. This is a common thing in many songs of this area, um, where admitting faults in your own music could bring about signs of weakness, uh, and you might get preyed on by the community at large uh, or by your pure rap artists. Uh, and so this was sort of a tool to kind of prop yourself up uh, while securing more profit. Now this next song on our list is actually the opening to a brilliantly written murder mystery TV show starring a walrus as a taxi driver called Odo Taxi on Taxi. Now, to understand this song requires some more context to kind of get the full picture. This show is set in the daily life of a worn down taxi driver who's sort of hit rock bottom and has no real ambitions. The thing is, he's not even quite aware of this himself. He doesn't really know what it is he's missing and even though there are people who want to help him and people who might get him out, he never tries to do so because he doesn't think it'll actually change anything. Now, the lyrics that shows this the most display of learned helplessness is, quote, The rhythm of the riddle won't be solved with a resume of logic, but you get used to it. You come to know the city has framed you and it stings. Ah well. This line perfectly reflects the idea that the issues faced by our main character don't seem to be solvable for him. And he's used to that. So when he gets quite literally framed by the city police department, he doesn't really do anything about it because he knows there's no real way out. Also, the minimal bit at the beginning of the song sets up the vibes for the rest of the song and it's kind of like used to being sad kind of vibe. The song's a banger. Now this, this next song is actually one almost everyone knows and has sung at some point, everyone in the US that is. That's right, it's the infamous if you're happy and you know it. <sighs> if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. 
that is quite enough of that. Now, this song is truly a mockery of human free will and everything this song preaches is known to cause severe depression and anxiety in anyone above the age of 15. As you all know, this song is the reason for almost all the sadness in the world. This song preaches facial feedback theories shamelessly and attempts to condition every participant slash listener into being happy by simply turning clapping their hands into into a a conditioned stimulus to make you happy. Now this is obviously a stupid idea and it brings back bad memories for me so i hate it it is however a prime example of facial feedback theory now if you read between the lines enough let's break it down shall we if you're happy and you know it this is first off clear propaganda and insinuating that everyone who is singing this song should be happy throughout the entire song furthermore in the video each of the children are clapping their hands and smiling with dull weary tired looks of middle-aged people having midlife crises even though they are doing their best to adhere to the principles of facial feedback theory which says that if you smile essentially you will be happy and if you frown you will be sad it's simply is enough, uh, and their souls end up breaking once they go off set. Anyways, uh, on, to, on to the next one, shall we? Our next song is yet another song from a show. This time the show is called Made in Abyss, and the song Tomorrow by Kevin Pankin. This is the first song on our list that doesn't have any lyrics, and that is because it needs no words to express the emotions it gets across to the listener. This show is centered around a massive hole in the ground. One so large that you could never hope to see the bottom from the surface. This leads to a number of cave explorers to begin to climb the depths of the abyss. The thing is, once you go down, there are physical strains for going back upwards. Go down to the first layer and come back and you'll feel decompression sickness. The second, and you'll feel heavy nausea and a headache. Third, and you'll lose your sense of balance and experience visual and auditory hallucinations. The fourth, and you'll experience pain all throughout your body and bleed from every orifice of it. The fifth layer entails confusion, self-harm associated with the loss of all sensations and intense pain. And if you would dare go to the sixth layer and attempt to ascend, you lose your humanity. This song represents our heroes who essentially embark on a suicide mission to the bottom of the abyss knowing they will never be able to come back. The song Tomorrow opens on a solemn but hopeful keyboard that starts off slowly but increases in pace as it goes along. As it goes, at about 20 seconds in, the song introduces a marching snare-esque rhythm, which serves to create a feeling of moving forward while the keyboard keeps playing with slightly dissonant chords in the background, highlighting the terror felt by the characters in the show who keep on sending themselves into the giant pit of wonder and horror that is the abyss. This slowly builds as strings begin to introduce themselves in the background along with deep, 
brass instruments, which bolster even further the hope and courage our heroes face. More and more elements get added in to only increase the sheer volume of the music that we are listening to, only exemplifying further that feeling of anticipation. A moment of solace in the long journey. Note how the percussion comes back in here to kind of move the beat along, kind of keep increasing the tension, keep building the suspense until the drop. in the background pulls away and a massive wall of sound hits, inspiring further progression and emphasizing our hero's grit as they send themselves further and further into the alluring pits of the netherworld. Finally, almost all of the instruments quiet, and a lone vocalist weaves a beautiful melody into our ears and shows us what could lay beneath the terror and fear. dissonance in the strings building and showing that this is not the end for our heroes just yet. Trumpets in the background bringing dissonance, inspiring progression, and showing just how much further our main characters have to go before they might finally reach the end. A journey for our ears as much as it was the characters, and a prime example of what grit can mean in music. 
thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. I hope this might have been informative. And most of all, I hope this project wasn't too late. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>